The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Human design is a system that offers profound insights into your inner self and how you interact with the world around you. Quantum human design takes that process one step further, allowing you to become the architect of your own reality. Join Dr. Karen Curry for Elevating Your Life Script, a weekend workshop where you transform your life by crafting intentional narratives, May 24th through 26th at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. This is UnityOnlineRadio.org, the voice of an awakening world. Fascinating interviews and compelling conversations. Be present. The Diane Ray Show. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm so glad you can join me and tune in. I've got an amazing guest today. I'm really excited about this. So I hope you stick around for the next hour. So when you think of the fifth dimension, if you're old like me, you might think of the 1960s group and their hit song from the musical Hair, The Age of Aquarius, Let the Sun Shine In. I just saw a reboot of that musical over the summer. And then this morning, I just had something that to tell me to listen to the song. So I went on YouTube and I watched the show. Um, or I watched the video of this song with the fifth dimension from 1967. And it actually made me sad how much we haven't learned since this song was released 55 years ago. We're still looking for peace, sympathy, and understanding. Maybe Jupiter will hit the seventh house, seventh house soon. (laughs) I hope so. You know, um, it's, it's just crazy times we're in right now. And, um, Thinking of the song, you know, I'm just hoping that today we're, we're taking a trip to the fifth dimension that's going to be just really positive and healing because we are really looking for that healing these days. My guest is Kimberly Meredith, and we're going to find some hope where healing can actually take place. Kimberly is one of the world's most respected medical intuitive healers, and through her healing mediumship and code blinking eyes, she's helped thousands of people from around the world to heal. And her abilities have been tested by the famed Institute of Noetic Sciences, as well as many other scientific organizations. And we're going to be talking about her latest book, Awakening to the Fifth Dimension, which is what started me down the rabbit hole of the whole fifth dimension song (laughs) and everything else. So forgive me, Kimberly, for digressing a little bit, but welcome to the show. Thank you for joining me. Thank you, Diane, for having me on your show. It's really an honor to be on your show. Thank you. Well, I'm glad that we can share this information for all of our our listeners, the Unity crowd, people that are listening live today, and the people that will be getting the podcast later on. There's a lot to cover. So I've been getting into the book, and um, I'm almost finished with it, but uh, there's a lot to unpack. I mean, your background is so interesting. You haven't really been doing this work for a long time. 
um, you have such an interesting story about how you discovered your healing talent. So I wanted to let people know a little bit more about you. You've got an amazing medical background as a nursing assistant. You were on track to become an RN, and you were also doing some expert medical advising for film and TV shows like the HBO series Getting On, which I loved. So I just wanted to get a little bit of your experience and how you came into your healing gifts. Yeah, um, well, I was born with, um, you know, I had paranormal experiences when I was little. um, And I had sensation of my eyes that would blink. But I didn't really know that that was going to be what would transpire when I got to my um, abilities now. So it's very interesting, uh, my story. So to... um, you know, fast forward to present moment. And what happened was that I had a near death experience. I had two of them in 2013. Um, And I had gone to the other side, which is an out of body experience. And um, that brought me into what my abilities are right now, which I'm a full blown trans channeler. There's mediums, there's psychics, I am a psychic, I'm a medium, and I'm a trans channeler, which is like, I don't know if you know what Edgar Casey is. Yes. If he was a trans channeler. I'm a walking trans channel. And what brought me back to my eye blinking, which I did when I was a baby. And um, so lo and behold, um, I am a trans channeler medium. So I do speak to the... Um, the other side, the people when we cross over, but I also my main specialty is medical mediumship. And which is kind of bizarre that when I was young, when I pushed those abilities away, I always heard, you know, little voices that um, I was to help people. I always loved helping. So I went into the medical field, I went into nursing, um, wanted to always be a nurse, but never quite got there. I was brought up in a really bad childhood, but I always had to help mom and had to help the family. So I always did nursing assistant work and I got really into the entertainment world to do the fast story. You can read the book to read all of it. Uh, But I did a lot of working on sets and helped uh, set up the set uh, medical shows, tons of medical shows as a medical consultant. They make the shows look as real as possible. And, um, you know, my intention was to become a nurse, but really, you know, nurse assistants really do the real brunt of everything and loved that whole world and loved being an on-set advisor and always wrote a lot of uh, writing on set too, wrote a lot of the scenes. It's a really fascinating story. And I hope people pick up the book, you know, to get the, the full, you know, the full experience of of what you were doing and what you went through, because it's really unbelievable. And I have read, um, you know, over the years or talked to a lot of different people that their gifts really came into being after a traumatic experience or a near-death experience. And I'm so interested in why, do you have a theory of why do you think something is amplified after you, you go through an experience like that? You know, I do. I think that many people have near-death experiences or out-of-body experiences, and they feel that they're um, not capable of moving forward 
in their real gifts or who they really are, they push them away. Um, mine was so drastic that I had no choice but to receive it. And I remember um, after my first one, I knew that I wasn't the same person anymore. Mine was so profound that I had no speech. I had no ability to walk. I was in a wheelchair. I didn't know that it was an out-of-body experience. I didn't know it was a near-death experience. I didn't know all that language. I just knew that I wasn't myself anymore. And after my second one, um, it was very clear because my eyes started blinking and I was communicating with spirit. So I had to accept that. But there I didn't have to accept that I started, um, you know, speaking in light language and channeling. I still could have pushed those gifts away. Um, many people do push their gifts away. I have many people that come to me that have had experiences like mine and said, I don't want to do it. I don't want to be a medium. I don't want to be a healer. So we all have gifts. We're all born with gifts. People are musicians. People are artists and they don't want to do that. And you don't have to. But I always say that if we really look at our life and we look at what's going on in the world, we live in a third dimensional world right now with a lot of fear and dis-ease and, and um, uh, environmental pollution and lots of things going on. We really kind of circle around back to who we really are, our birthright. And so when we want to really feel good and authentic, then maybe we perhaps have to be who we really truly are. And so by me pushing it away as a child, I feel like it was meant to happen. Right. Or maybe uh, too much for you to really embrace at that time, being so young, um, you know, and then having this experience and then you were able to embrace it. I just I think it's interesting when I talk to people that have been through something really profound and then have these kind of abilities that are enhanced, you know, or amplified. Uh, it, it's it's just really interesting to me. And in the book, you know, you say that you feel people are more ready at this time to maybe accept their gifts and you call it their own ascension. You know, do you think that we're all ready to unlock these abilities? You're right, uh, Diane, about that. I want to say one more thing about that. Um, I was bullied when I was little. And also, they, a lot of kids would say you're weird. Um, because I was, um, you know, I had a lot of lines in my hands. I was dyslexic. Um, I did see a lot of paranormal things. I would move things to I had tele telepathic. I was telepathic. And so coming back to that now, there are a lot of children that I work with that have these abilities that I have. When you talk about the fifth dimension, those abilities are enhanced in the fifth dimension. And when people look at certain children now even and say, oh, they're autistic. Oh, they're, you know, crystal kids, starseed kids. So if I was born now, I'd be more accepted than I was back then. <laughs> so what I'm saying is that when my eyes started blinking in 2013, again, people were saying to me, and I won't mention who, stop your blinking, just like my mother did back then. And so sometimes even now I have families that say, well, my child is acting strange. They're doing all these things. And I say, well, that's because they are in the awakening. Interesting. It's so, I think I've, think it's so interesting that people were so afraid to be the other or different or you know, something that we can't explain. So, yeah. you know, we, we push that away just automatically. And 
do you feel maybe we're evolving, you know, yeah. since more kids are, are becoming aware, maybe not aware of abilities, or it's more open and accepted, that if you could fast forward like 50 years, would something like this be more of a normal thing? Yes, because even every 2000 years, we have an awakening, a session, even you bring on the fifth dimension, that song uh, that is so cool, but they even they even kind of probably knew that this was going to happen that 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 group. Um, so, yeah, uh, there's no way to stop the fifth dimension. I mean, you go on TikTok, there's millions of people hashtagging the fifth dimension. The fifth dimension and beyond was going to happen anyway. We had to move into the ascension and the awakening and move our world forward. In the book, I even talk about climate change, the climate crisis. It's moving. Our world has to move into a dimensional shift. And moving through the difficulties that we've been dealing with just over the past two years, with the pandemic, the heaviness that we're dealing with now with what's going on with the war in Ukraine. And really like when I played that song this morning and I'm thinking the fifth dimension, so much emotion like welled up in me because I thought, oh my God, what we haven't learned, you know, 55 years later, they're singing about peace and love. And, you know, hopefully uh, Jupiter reaches the seventh house and we're, we're ready for peace, love and understanding. I'm like, why is it taking us 55 years? They, they felt it like we felt it collectively during the sixties at that point. I mean, I, I was younger. I was young then. <laughs> I was, I was only two when that song came out, but I, I'm just looking at kind of the, the, the circular nature, the, the, the parallels of that. And then where we're in a real heavy period. Now there was a war then there's a war now, you know, we're kind of, we're, we need to move into the fifth dimension and really accept it. Is this the age of the Aquarius? And they're blinking. This is the age that we call in source, uh, God, source, love, and that we, the, the guides are the guides, the, the guides that saved my life, uh, brought me back to help people teach and understand that, um, you know, and I say that when people ask me, what's the most important thing about being in the fifth dimension? And that is every day giving to your brothers and sisters. You know, every day being a service, every day taking five, 10 minutes a day, like you're saying, raise our vibration in that zone, being in that fifth dimensional consciousness. And, you know, people think it's an hour of meditation. If we take an hour of exercise going to the gym, we can take an hour of, of, of exercising our brain, that pineal gland of meditation, but you don't even need to do an hour. You can do five, 10 minutes. And that raises our vibration of our whole universal consciousness. And I think what's happening now too, when you're talk, we were talking about, um, you know, moving into this this dimension, this experience, and that people are ready for their own ascension. And part of the ascension involves calling people out on abuse. Um, and you talk about this in the book, letting go of it, and just looking at what we're we are experiencing with the Me Too movement and Black Lives Matter. Yes. Th- this is happening, right? Yes, this is really happening. Yes. And you can do it. Yes. Thank you for saying that, Diane. And this is when you do that, I'm saying to do that from the divine feminine, the loving um, way of doing that, because the guides are saying that we have a lot of masculine energy in the world, which is 3D. I'm not saying masculine is bad. That's good. But we want to have a balance of masculine and feminine energy and calling in the divine feminine, which is I love Mother Mary. And she's needed right now in our world. 
And I have a particular uh, chanted here, the modern day Mother Mary, which I feel we all kind of have a modern day Mother Mary in us. And I feel that a lot of times when I have clients, when I go over their body with mediumship reading, 80% of my clients have problems with their thyroid and with their hormone imbalance. And that's because we're struggling to be more masculine, to, to, to be fighting for our words, our rights. But we don't need to do that. We can have a calm gentleness to our bodies. The world needs to have a more calm gentleness to us. I don't know if you agree with that. But I feel this is very important, they're saying. So by doing that, we calm our whole world down. This comes back to the age of the Aquarius. The divine feminine is needed. And when we do that, we call in the energy of the goddess. And we release this fear of the 3D world. And we call in the fifth dimension, the love, light, joy. And this is our, our version, Mary. And she's so needed right now. Oh, I agree. I mean, and I think there's been such a mixed message, especially to women over the past generations or so that, okay, we have to be strong. We have to lean in. We have to not handle things coming from the divine feminine perspective, right? We were trying to be more masculine and it's just not working for us. We're suffering as women because of it. Exactly. And so what I'm saying is you can confront the person that has harmed you You can forgive them and you can do it with kindness and you can be gentle and loving to them, but get it out. Talk to them, speak your truth and forgive and move forward. Being in the fifth dimension is about moving forward, forgiving and moving forward, but don't hold back your feelings. Tell the person what you need to tell them and get it off your shoulders, but in the divine feminine Right. And it's important to, to call it out. And so people understand, let's just give a a definition and you do such a great job of this in the book of what exactly the the fifth dimension is, because there's also a fourth, there's other dimensions leading to that. We're obviously in a three-dimensional world, you know, a three-dimensional reality and trying to get to that fifth dimensional state. Yes. Can, can you tell us what, or just kind of, so people understand, I want them to really get what those dimensions are. Yeah. So going through all the dimensions is very, um, you know, we could go on and on about dimensional theories for hours. Um, there's so many ways to talk about it in the sacred geometry way. And there's a way to talk about it in an energetic way. And of course, 3D is disease and fear and worry and constant over extensive in your mind of what we're living in right now and of course we could get into it with food um which is of course bad processed food 3d so in my book i go through it it's a handbook about the do's and don'ts of 3d and the fourth dimension is just a bridge to the fifth dimension but the fourth dimension is something that is carefully you know it's spirituality which is lovely but really the fifth dimension is something that where miracles happen it's unconditional love unconditional forgiveness and it's where you can awaken your gifts it's where people have the true awakening your kundalini can awaken your your 
your your miracles can happen every day. It's where you truly can tap in. But so the interesting thing about being in the fifth dimension is many people say, well, I can access that fifth dimension, but I bounce. Because we're human, we bounce back and forth and we live in a third dimensional world, but we are moving into the fifth dimension. We are really actually moving into 5D, even though we're having such things as COVID, such things as diseases, such things as wars and things going on, people can be truly in the 5D realm. But there's things that you have to do that to change your life. And this is why talking about it so fast is not so easy. Yeah. Get the book and look into the book and really take time to say, wow, I'll give you an example. If I'm doing the meditation and prayers, And I'm taking the time to really work on my health. And lots of people that come to me say, I have a really clean diet. But when you look into their diet, they don't actually. Because if their diet is, they're drinking alkaline water. I'm giving you an example. And maybe they're taking a shower without a filter. And they're drinking maybe refrigerated water, but yet they're not meditating at least five minutes a day. And maybe they're screaming or yelling at their fiance or say somebody, but yet maybe they are meditating. So what I'm saying is being in the fifth dimension is really a whole universal way of shifting everything. Because we live in a 3D world, so we're taking ourselves back and forth. We're bouncing. So, for instance, a shower needs to have a filter so you're not breathing in third-dimensional pollution. So everything has to be in alignment. So being in or able being able to access the fifth dimension is actually going to give us the tools and the ability to survive in the third dimension a lot better than we are now. Absolutely. But also here's the thing. You're very smart. When all of us are really accessing a fifth dimensional toolbox, the world cannot survive in the 3d because we have together made a love revolution We have shifted the world into the highest vibration because we are all on board together. And in fact, the industrial system cannot keep producing plastic anymore because we have thrown away plastic. We have gotten rid of processed foods because we are not buying them in the supermarket anymore. We're not buying plastic water. We're not. We are buying more filters for our showers and we are being productive fifth dimensional humans. And that's the way we're going to shift, right? Being able to take those steps. Yes. So one of the chapters in my book that I thought to have in there was um, water can save your life. That's great. I mean, I have been trying to drink a lot more water and I do have, I do have a filter and it is interesting to see what happens after you use that filter for a while. You don't realize what's really in there you know, when you take tap water and filter it and there's kind of like a, a scale or, um, you know, residue that's, that's left if you don't filter it. Well, I'm 80, like, I'm drinking this. Oh my gosh. 80% What's happening? 
clients that have cancer usually drink tap water, refrigerator water, well water. Um, water is the most important thing that you can put in your body. Most people out there that are environmentalists will say to you, don't drink tap water. Don't drink water that is out of the refrigerator. Don't drink well water. If they tell you the water is, is good, it's not. And when you're breathing, if you've got COVID and stuff and you're breathing in water from your shower and you don't have a filter on it, you're bringing you're breathing in pollution into your lungs. And that's third dimensional. Yeah, we have to be vigilant and kind of take a, a look at some of these things that we're doing. And you have a lot of great advice in the book on that and also about diet and even recipes. So there's a lot of things to, to go through, you know, as you as you start reading through the book. And there, there was this rice soup recipe that looks really good. I'm going to have to try that when I have some time. And I hope in the, in the next segment, we're going to take a break in just a, a few minutes. Um, if people want to call and ask you a question and, you know, there, there's so much that you can do and help people with, um, give us a call at 816-251-3555. And you can have a chance to, to chat with Kimberly. So I wanted to talk a little bit too about when... When you're doing this work, I mean, you've been tested, you know, the Institute of Noetic Sciences, there's a lot of great testimonials in the book, people like Norm Shealy, who's, you know, a legend that's worked with Carolyn Mace and other people. Um, I just wonder why, I wonder why there's so, there's so much skepticism, like people don't want this to be able to work when there's proof. I don't know. You know, there's always going to be skepticism. I love it. I think it's great. I mean, they don't even believe that Jesus Christ exists. So, you know, I think, I think that, that, you know, I think the most amazing things that you could ever, the amazing thing that we have access to is our two hands, our two hands, you know, putting them together is free and we can pray and having the energy of the omnipresent with us all day long knowing that we can pray to God source is so miraculous and knowing that we have the energy and the consciousness of our brain to pray and to connect to God. And the fifth dimension is here and easy to access. And knowing that when I was asked to go to these institutes, I didn't have to go, you know, I, I asked God, and my eyes blink the answers to me. I always check into my blinkers. And if they say to do something, I do it. And because I went and I did it, and I was accurate with every single person, I said, put it in the book, you know, it's good. And I do this every day. I have clients, I have them through Skype, I have them in my office. And the best thing about what I do, the guides do, is we pre-detect people that have things that the doctors and science and machines cannot find. And what a medical medium and intuitive really is, is really a private investigator. We find the root cause of what's going on in your body and help you out. And so when you go to a medical intuitive and medium um, that does this type of thing with health, um, because there's so many mediums out there that help people find information with people that have crossed over. But what I'm really good at is helping you find illness in you and help you out with that. And that's why I think God kept me here. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back in just a minute talking more with Kimberly Meredith.
Human Design is a system that offers profound insights into your inner self and how you interact with the world around you. Quantum Human Design takes that process one step further, allowing you to become the architect of your own reality. Join Dr. Karen Curry for Elevating Your Life Script, a weekend workshop where you transform your life by crafting intentional narratives, May 24th through 26th at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You're listening to UnityOnlineRadio.org. The voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to Be Present, the Diane Ray Show. I'm talking with Kimberly Meredith today. She's the author of Awakening to the Fifth Dimension and sharing some incredible information with us today ways that we can heal. Kimberly's one of the world's most respected medical intuitive healers. And you can also find her online at thehealingtrilogy.com. And Kimberly, you said uh, previously that you do take Skype calls and talk with people and do sessions and that kind of thing. And people can find that information there. Yes. Thank you. Yes. I take Skype uh, medical mediumship counseling sessions. Um, at thehealingtrilogy.com. And I also have an office in Encino. Nice. Okay. You're not far from me. I'm here in San Diego. If I come up there, I'll look look you up. I can get get a reading. So when you talk with your guides, you communicate through a series of I codes in a blink. And that's like a a left blink means one thing and, and a right is another. And then blinking together is different. And how does that work? Could you explain how that works? Yeah, when I first started, I was doing a lot of that. And now I don't even need to do that as much anymore. I just do go over people's bodies and get all the information all at once now. So yeah, is that how you do a scan? Yeah, it's mediumship readings, I call it. Yeah. Okay. And that's just something unique to how you're able to process the information that comes through. Yes. And when you do a a typical reading, you know, how does that work? I guess, could you take us through, you know, a session or if someone comes to see you, like, what could they expect? Um, They can expect us to come into the office, fill out a form. It's like a regular going to a regular doctor's office. And basically I go through your whole entire system. I do a reading and um, just, it's quite an experience. I go through every single organ in your whole entire body and I will read everything. So you scan people in a way that's like an x-ray in a sense. Yes. Yes. That's incredible. Um, You know, your brain to your eyes, to your throat, to your liver, to your stomach, to every organ, every, every body part in your body. So 
if you had a brain tumor or your eyes had a problem or your teeth, it can be quite uh, tedious for somebody or people, some people really enjoy it. Some people, it blows their mind. Other people um, really like it because they go to doctors for several years or they go to a specific physician or they've gone to a doctor and they uh, uh, miss things. So like I could give you an example or you. Yeah. I, could you share an example? Cause I'm, I'm just wondering how you see it. Like, is it kind of a dark mass or just something that you sense like an experiential way? Like you would feel it, like say if someone had heart disease, would you feel it in your heart, like pressure there or is that, or that's not how it works? I don't do that. No, I'm a clear audience, clairvoyant and clairescent person. I hear it. I feel it, I see it, and I know the numbers of how long or how many and everything. So my brain is super fast. So if someone had a heart attack, I would hear it, heart attack. I would see it. I would know how many stents has been put in the person. I would know how long ago it would happen. Um, that I would know if a knee had a habit, something happened to their knee. I would just go through every single thing in the body. And that, and that detailed, that's, that's incredible. Everything. If the person is open to it, the guides, the guides pretty much go after the person and will attack the person's body and find every single little thing in the person's body. So sometimes the person that comes to me can get kind of annoyed because they're not ready to hear all of that. And especially if a person's coming in for a particular thing only that they want to know about. And other people just love it. They're like, tell me everything. I want to know everything about me because they want to scan. They want to know. So I have clients that come to me like my regular clients will come once a year for a checkup. I have some clients that just come because they want to know what's going on. I have other clients that want to come because they've had, you know, a brain tumor And they want to know if it's getting smaller or bigger, or they have gut issues. They want it because not only am I a medical medium, I'm a healer. And I I was going to ask you that next, because you share some really amazing healing stories in the book. And do you think that there's, how could I say it? Is there something that would get to a point where it can't be healed? I mean, I guess obviously there is. Of course. Yeah. If people are not ready to be healed, then of course you cannot be healed. So you have to be open to it. Of course. Yes. And so would, could you share a story? I mean, there's some great ones in the book, but is there one that stands out like an experience you had with uh, a healing where, I mean, actually the first one, maybe you could explain that because that you write about so great in the book, like the first time that something that you were able to heal. And then the realization was like, wow, I can do this for other people. I don't remember what the first one is. You'd have to remind me in the book, but I have so many healing stories. It was, it was an early one, but I guess one you could share that was really powerful for you where the person was healed and just amazing. Um, You know, I have to take that back about a person not being willing to be healed because I've had people that were not really that open to healing and they were healed. Um, But to stay healed, you have to be, um, willing to be ready to do after prayers and wanting. But the funny thing about this work is many people have 
done healing in the fifth dimension and beyond. They didn't use the fifth dimension as the word, but they were healed through the grace of God. Mary Baker Eddy, Jesus, um, so many people have done. Catherine Kuhlman, these are faith healers that have been around way before I was born that were doing this work. Um, the first time that I ever healed anybody was a man who had cancer. And um, he, um, I found his tumor in the liver and um, we were praying and it dissolved and his doctor could not believe it. He was just totally blown away and they had it x-rayed it. And um, I remember him calling me up and saying it was gone. And I was, what an incredible feeling that must be. Yeah. I mean, then after that, more and more people, as we were learning to go in circles and pray and do the prayers. And as it kept going on and on and on, and more and more people were having their experiences um, of the laying on hands and praying and throughout the travels and people seeing things dissolve off the body and on camera, we were shooting it. And um, even we weren't even putting our hands on the um, tumors or our lumps or internal organs um, just through prayer and going into the fifth dimension and how the fifth dimension came about was not me. I did not make the title of the book um, awaken the fifth dimension. Those were the publishers. The publishers made the name, the, the awaken the fifth dimension. So many people um, that I had done the healings on, which were editors of magazines they were expo producers that I had released tumors out of them even, put me on magazine covers, um, said, I experienced a fifth dimensional healing. My lump is gone. Praise Jesus. Um, and even me, I'd be like, it's gone. My God. You know, I was even shocked. <laughs> I'd be yeah. like, give me the healing. My whole body would be shaking. My lungs, my, my lips go numb. And the person who's receiving the healing would say, I'm in the fifth dimension. I'm in the fifth dimension. And as it would go off, and then they'd go to their doctors, they'd have their MRI or they'd have their CAT scan, and then they'd say, it's gone. And that's where this whole thing started, the fifth dimension, the fifth dimension, the fifth dimension. And so when the book was, uh, the title came out, I said, what do you, they said to me, what do you want your title to be called? I said, oh, my eyes blink. Your eyes blink. I said, yeah, my, uh, something like the girl, the eyes blink or something. And then there's like, no, the book needs to be called the fifth dimension. <laughs> right. So almost like a marketing thing, you know, we need to call it this when actually it's, I think it's so much bigger than that. I mean, I've done, exactly. you know, reading in the past about Edgar Casey and uh, Mary Baker Eddy, my, my mother and, and her uh, mother were Christian scientists. So they were very interested in this. And so it's been around, you know, for, for centuries, uh, for so many years. And actually the, like the founders of the unity movement, um, Charles and Myrtle Fillmore, Myrtle was able to heal herself of tuberculosis from affirmative prayer. That's what they were calling it, affirmative prayer. And, you know, you've kind of just taken it to an, another level in this book. And I, I do want to mention, you know, the exercises, the book is very experiential. Like you can, I mean, I suggest people read it, you know, the whole way through, 
but you can kind of open it and look at, at some of the exercises and maybe, you know, and, and work with them. I mean, let's talk about some of the practices that you share in the book. Like you do have special prayers. You know, you mentioned Mother Mary, um, some affirmations and exercises. And these are all things that you've worked with directly with people, right? And, and they're effective. Yes, the guides wrote all of the prayers. They do. They they had me uh, channel the prayers, and I've worked with people with these in groups and classes. And like I said, they. I died. I came back, and they're moving me. Like perhaps I moved Mary Baker. They move me to teach and do this work. I'm like a puppet for them, and they want people to do this. And to be healed through the energy of the Holy Spirit to God and make it easy to do this so we can get our world moving forward. Right. I mean, and that totally goes against a lot of people's beliefs of, you know, life is hard. We're supposed to suffer. We're, you know, <laughs> we're, we're here for this horrible human experience. And that's not what the divine wants for us. No, they don't want that anymore. They don't want that. They want that to be over with. Yes, they want. They're saying this is going to happen. They're going, this is the end. This is happening for us. We're going to move forward out of this now. Right. That's what I want to hear. (laughs) We're going to move forward out of this right now. And I wanted to ask you a question, just kind of jumping to uh, or jumping back a little bit about the fourth dimension, which is where the angelic communication happens and you're able to receive messages. And I thought it was so interesting that they have a language and you call it the etheric light language. And um, I know a lot of people love to talk about angels and communicate with them. And so there actually is a a language that they use. Um, For me, they do. Um, When I'm doing the, the, the light language is what came to me uh, in the earliest part of my um, gifts that started happening, they were speaking like, it's like that. And they would tap my shoulders like this. And sometimes they do it a lot when I'm out in public, when I'm in big, huge groups. And when I go out into a room to find people to bring onto the stage, they'll start doing it a lot. And when I'm in big zoom groups, they like uh, to speak because they're messengers, the angelic realm are messengers to teach people to connect more to the omnipresent. They want you to use them to build a stronger communication to the Holy Spirit, to God. Um, when we're doing that, then it's like Om Nashavaya, we bow to the Lord uh, to make it more apparent that we can have all, all can be healed when we message the angels to God. And do you see, I mean, in your experience, they're always around us. And do you think, do they get frustrated that they can't get our attention sometimes? Absolutely. They get frustrated when we're not communicating with them to God. Om Nashavaya. And would you suggest people try that mantra to, you know, yes. to work with them? And and let's let's share a couple of other exercises while while we have some time that people can try. And you'd mentioned just like a short meditation. I mean, that's something I love to do is to take a walk, um, do a 10, 15 minute meditation. And people, I think sometimes have a misconception that meditation's hard or it has to be an hour long 
cross-legged painful experience and, and it doesn't. Yes. Yeah, so one of the meditations, there's a lot of them, but one of them that is really important, I feel in the book is called the miraculous miracle prayer. Um, that I wrote, it's balancing all of your immune system. It helps with the challenges um, of immune suppressed conditions. Um, it's removing all fear and doubt from your heart, your, your, your heart, and by calling in the Holy Spirit of your body. And it's opening up your heart. In- Can you share the prayer? Because we, we, have, we have a couple minutes. Okay. Okay, so it goes like this. I remove, remove all fear and doubt um, from my heart by the power of the Holy Spirit. May you know, my Lord, that I glorify you and I pray that you know that my heart is sincere. I pray to you that you comfort me and my suffering. And you just take a deep breath, inhale and hold on for. And exhale. I pray that you lend me my skills and my hands like the hands of a healer. And you can rub your hands together and place them on any part of your body that you may not be feeling well. I know that you'll heal me and give me the strength to heal myself and give me the power and the grace to accept the healing right now and take a breath, inhale through your nose and exhale. (sighs) Calling all your angels around you, around your crown chakra and around your heart chakra. I deserve to be healed. I am humble. I am not afraid. I put my whole trust in you and I love you. I know by the power of love of Christ consciousness and Jesus and all my highest guides and angelic realm. And then take another deep breath. Inhale through your nose and exhale through your nose. And then say your condition Whatever negative energy that you have that is affecting you right now, just breathe it in and breathe it out. (sighs) It no longer resides in your energy field or your mind or your body. And really see it leaving your body right now. Release it out of your body. You don't need to keep it in your body anymore. All illness, all negativity is gone and see it leave you see it leave your body out of the room and out of the universe leave it in the third dimension i am a believer you are my healer and i am healed i am so grateful to have my breath to have my life i am flowing in this amazing higher quantum energy the fifth dimension I am healed. I know you have saved me. I know you're restoring my health through my thoughts and through my body right now. And take another deep breath. Inhale through your nose and exhale. I know through the grace of Christ consciousness, I feel good and you love me. I have no fear. I am love and I am light. And I feel amazing. My physical body is being healed 
El Shaddai, El Shaddai, El Shaddai. By the power of God resides in me. I am glorified in you. Amen. Namaste. That is beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. I felt my anxiety leave. That's, that was my affliction <laughs> that I was worried about today. <sighs> Just so powerful. And so many uh, great exercises and prayers like that, that you share in the book. And really, I'm sure your intention is that this would be open to anybody of any, uh, any spiritual following, right? Absolutely. This is for everybody. Um, I was raised half Jewish. And um, I went to temples, a little girl, and I just love everybody and everybody deserves to have a miracle. Everybody deserves to be healed. And even people that have crossed over um, come over to help family members, loved ones. They love to hear the prayers. They love to help from the other side. They're all rooting for us. They all want us to be blessed and healed. Yes, Diane. And you were very close with your grandmother talking about, you know, people on the other side. And does, does she continue to, to visit and advise? Yes, yes, yes. I love my grandmother. She's here. She's helping the Virgin Mary, Jesus. Yes. They're here. That's so beautiful. Um, I, I mean, I think of my grandmother a, a lot. She passed, gosh, in, in I think in the 90s. But she was 83 and just such a beautiful soul and probably believed in me more than anybody. Uh, So being able to have those people, you know, their energy, you know, visit you is is a really powerful thing. Yeah, I do see her around you. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, her picture is even right behind me. So. I had a, a picture of her when she was younger and kind of had it, um, you know, photo photoshopped or fixed or what, whatever they do, but it, it's, it's one of my favorites. And, and these are all accessible, all of the, the prayers and the, the exercises for, for anybody of any faith, I guess I, I want people to be able to, even though you've mentioned, you, know, you talk about Jesus and Christ consciousness, but it really, that, that love is available to all of us. Oh, yes. I've had people from everywhere. I mean, Christian and Mormon and everybody uh, come to me and I love everybody. I love all my brothers and sisters. And I want to know that it's available in audio. I think we mentioned that for people that can't see very well or would like to hear um, it. I narrated it by me. I did do that. <laughs> oh, you did. That's great. Cause that's hard to do. I know I've, I've tried to do audiobooks before, and it's, it takes, it takes a lot of concentration and, and skill to do that. So can people get that through Amazon or wherever, um, you know, the easiest way? Yes, I think it's only on Amazon. Yes. Oh, and this is another thing I was curious about that I didn't get a chance to ask you is um, about our natal astrological charts that there's ways we can connect to the fifth dimension through this. Like, can we get information from, from that? From our natal charts? I don't know. Um, from the natal chart inside, I have chakras. I talk about a lot of the chakras in in the in the book. 
I really love that. I have a book, a class coming up about that. And when I do my classes, people can ask me questions about that and the guides will assist with that. Oh, that's amazing. Can you tell us a little bit about the class and when, when that's coming up? Yeah. So on my website, um, I do have events and I have a class that's my, my, my standard class is my mother Mary class and it's free. So if you sign up for my mother Mary class for the rest of your life, for as long as I'm here, my mother Mary class is completely free for you. It's called my mother Mary matrix class. And we do like uh, 20 minutes of meditation and then I do mediumship readings and healings. And then I have a book class that's coming up on March 26th, which is you read chapter um, six and we'll do a whole lecture on sh- the chakra class. And then I have another one in April about the exercises for the chakras. So I'm doing two specialized classes with the book and they're very reasonable. My classes are like $30. Oh, that that's very reasonable. I mean, there's some teachers that are charging, you know, a couple hundred bucks for each training, you know, for classes. So it, it can add up and that's great that you're making it really accessible for people. Yeah. All my classes are really, really very reasonable. Yeah. So when you go to my website, go under my events calendar, you'll see all of my events coming up. And so in each class though, I go through everybody's body and I do mediumship to help also. So when you asked about that, the guides were happy. Oh, good. I'm glad. Cause I want people to be able to experience your teachings. And I, and I, I just want to say, I can tell that you know, you're very authentic with this work and it's not just about making a buck, right? Because if you wanted to do that, you could. No, the guys want to get uh, everybody healed and move forward as soon as possible. And uh, for the last minute or two that we have, what, um, I mean, what is your hope, you know, to get this book into people's hands? Like, what do you really hope that people can take away because there's so much information to share so many great exercises and modalities, you know, people can try to incorporate into their life. Yes. Thank you, Diane, for asking that. My hope to get this book into people's hands um, is the hope of me and my grandmother. My grandmother was really strongly um, a loving, kind person. She always wanted people to put uh, a smile on people's face she always uh, was of service and I want people to be of service to others. I want to help people awaken their true authentic self. And I want people to be careful of their environmental um, pollution to make sure that you read the chapter about water and just to help your brothers and sisters to spread the word of love and to move, keep moving forward and be in forgiveness So that's really important. I hope that wasn't too much. (laughs) No, I I love it. I think that's great. And I love the work that you're doing. And I'm so happy that you could spend this time with us here on the show and share this because I think it's important that you get it out there. So thanks for joining me, Kimberly Meredith, Awakening to the Fifth Dimension. You have to check this out. It's just mind-blowing stuff. And also find Kimberly online, thehealingtrilogy.com. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me on. Thank you so much.
Thank you for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Do you ever feel that calling that you should be doing more with your life? If you're unhappy with the status quo, I can help. My name is Elias Patras, and I'm an intuitive motivator, psychic medium, and motivational speaker. I know that feeling, and on my podcast, Your Inner Voice, I can help you answer that call to step into your life's purpose. I will show you how to recognize and listen to the signs and signals that are all around us and help you tap into your intuition. Join me for the show here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and wherever you get your podcasts. Let's connect, educate, and grow on this journey together.